Josh Bertaccini joining us, the voice of that part of the country. I've been waiting a long time for this. The moment you've been waiting for. JB, maybe you can do commentary live. And the show that everyone's been talking about. Not the game that I go out there and die for and play every game like it's my last. It's time for the real NWA JP. At least I work the place that you can find when you're looking for it. Follow, watch, and listen across social media at the real NWA JP. Okay, all right, it's all about the little things. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at therealnwajp.com. You were man on fire last night on the post game. Your boy is back. I'm back! And so is football season. This is primetime television here, folks. Here's your host, Josh Bertaccini. Good morning, y'all, and a good week to you as we make our way through this last week before Thanksgiving week. I hope it's going well for you and that your day is off to a good start. And we got a heck of a lot to discuss here, do we not? As we hang out for the better part of 90 minutes, Monday through Friday, The Real NWA, JV, with your boy Josh Bertaccini here coming at you from the Bunker Studio in Fayetteville, Arkansas. USA, baby, a Team B Media production. And we're getting after it across the social media. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe. You heard our girl's voice out the gates, the real NWA JB. Thank you, Shauna, for that. And look, it's um, it's streaming live right now. Podbean live at our website live, the real NWAJB.com. Of course, YouTube popping off for the people's post-game shows. That's been a ton of fun. Here, the first few months of this season. And look, you know, we've been doing post-game shows together in this state for the better part of 20 years. It's just the truth. And so how we do it now, how it evolves, what it moves into, that's just part of the fun. That's just part of the creativity. And I'm enjoying it so far. I hope you are too. We're not even three full months into this bad boy. Uh, Almost 35,000 listeners already. It takes a while. You got to stack them up. You got to get the word out there. We're going to continue to grow this bad boy. And it's not just about the morning shows and the postgame shows. We got a lot of local sports stuff coming your way, too. And rumors of the return of the play-by-play action in some way, shape, or form. I think very legitimate as well. But we'll talk about that stuff down the road. Right now, this morning, or afternoon as the case may be, if you're listening back time, shifting the show on whatever podcast platform you prefer, Apple, Spotify, Google, iHeart, these are all good ways to do it. And I just appreciate that you're getting a little content in from us on a given day. Coming at you six days a week, right? And rest on that Sunday. Like Big Man told us to upstairs, you better believe I uh, tried to watch as little of the Jets and Raiders last night as possible. That that wasn't the storyline of the weekend. The storyline right now in Arkansas Razorback football is when is this thing going to happen? And I'm not talking about Arkansas turning the season around. I think finally, those of you folks who were hesitant to accept the reality of where you're at with your football program, I think you've come over to the other side now. It's not a question of liking Sam Pittman. It's not a question of whether or not you root for him to be successful. What we're talking about is an Arkansas Razorback football program that has collapsed. And so the good work that Sam Pittman put in the first couple of years, getting you some swag back, getting recruiting going again, 
stabilizing the operation, essentially, after several years of just abomination performances under Chad Morris and Brett Bielema before him. You thought Sam Pittman had gotten you out of that, and maybe he had briefly. But it shows you once again how important it is in life, let alone as a football coach, to surround yourself with people who can lift you up. You want positive energy in your life. You want people around you who help you and don't hinder you. And it's one thing to say that. I think we all know that's true to at least some degree, but maintaining a close circle of people you can rely on, that's a hard thing for a person to do over a decade or two, let alone a lifetime. And then you look at being a football coach, and it sounds almost impossible. These days, with the transitory nature of the game, with players and coaches coming and going left and right, with college athletics now transformed into mostly a professional spectacle right in front of our eyes. I mean, it's still... When it comes to recruiting, shady is all get out. We're just being honest that it's shady now. We used to deny it was even occurring. Now we're like, oh, it definitely happens. We're just going to go be shady now. We don't know what goes on behind the scenes. People tell me we don't need regulation and rules in sports or in this country. You definitely do. Otherwise, certain forces run amok. But I digress. Arkansas Razorback football put forth one of the worst performances I've ever seen. I've only been covering this team, like I said earlier, for the better part of 17, 18 years, okay? That's not 28 years. It's not 40 years. Some of y'all listening are like, Josh, come on, man. I've been going to games since I was a kid. I'm 70 years old. I'm thinking of my guy Larry right now. I'm 70 years old. I've been going since I was three. Stop telling me it's never been like this before. I've been checked on that. You guys have checked me on that. That wasn't even a recent thing, but you're right. I get my snapshot of the Razorback universe, and that's just true for the modern era, okay, Big Larry? But the truth is, you haven't had many losses that were that catastrophically bad, that were that disastrous in nature, that they rocked your football foundation toward its inner core. But I think that's exactly what happened on Saturday. In a game where Arkansas was favored, Early in the week by as many as five points. Line went off at, you know, Arkansas favored by three, depending on where you were looking. And I understood the thought process going in. If Arkansas had played last week against Florida, like it played this past weekend against Auburn, I think we all would have understood. The team was just done. But no, they make the change from Dan Enos to Kenny Guyton, and it seemed to reinvigorate the offense. It seemed to get your boy K.J. Jefferson going at quarterback. Rocket Sanders actually out there. looked like he wanted to be there. Plus, you had a little, I thought, vengeance factor going against Hugh Freeze because this guy had come in here and embarrassed you um, when things went down, you know, uh, just a uh, just last year, just against Liberty last year. So I would have thought for all those reasons and more, that Arkansas would have gathered itself and played a really good football game against Auburn. But what we saw on Saturday, if you didn't see it because you were still slow creeping into the stadium from the tailgate, like I saw so many of y'all coming in, and this, this was 21 nothing before you got to your seat. 21 nothing. 
You give up a, an easy screen for 50 and then a short touchdown, 7 nothing. You give up a punt return, 80 yards, mostly untouched. Scott Fountain has been a debacle as a special teams coach, 14 nothing. Not just this year. This guy's been mostly stinky ever since he was hired by Sam Pittman. But I think that's one of the things that we'll come back to that's going to do Sam Pittman in is the loyalty, excuse me, the loyalty to his boys, to the inner circle. And I think that's, you know, that's almost going to be kind of the end game undoing here. But special teams, just a hot mess. You give up that big score. Fletcher's, you know, side kicking out of bounds. Uh, 21-0 moments later. Wow. Now, you jumped up on Florida 14 to nothing, so let's not forget that. I mean, you can't come back in a football game because they're long. It's like the people who want to jump on there and tell you everything's happened in the first five minutes of a game. No, you got to watch the whole game. And if anything, I'll take the last five minutes over the first five minutes. But it's about the whole game, and so there's a long way to go. Arkansas definitely could have climbed back into this game just because you give up a couple quick scores. Heck, you scored twice early on BYU and let that get away in the loss that continues to haunt the dying days of the Sam Pittman era. But there was no fight back. There was no pushback. KJ Jefferson can't engineer a touchdown drive at home. He just can't do it. It's been two and a half games since he's thrown a touchdown pass. Ten quarters since KJ's thrown a touchdown pass, and we're still waiting. Jacoby Criswell comes in in the fourth quarter. He looked okay with Auburn giving up and a bunch of backups in. Sure. Does that mean he's the answer? Obviously not. Kenny Guyton? That looked like Dan Enos all over again. Heck, the defense gave up, too. How do you explain the level of give up that we saw out of Arkansas in this game? This is really where my frustration comes from. And I'm just a sports critic. I'm just uh, just an observer, just a broadcaster. You know, I just watch it with my own eyes and brain and take it in, and then we discuss it, right? I am at that game because I go to all these games. And the disgust and disdain that I felt from Hog fans who poured out of that thing at halftime. I mean, it was like a U-turn all around the stadium. People coming in late, feeling good, a little liquored up from the tailgates. You finally got a good day, and it's 3 o'clock, and you're thinking the Hogs are going to win two in a row, and Sam Pittman's going to get another year, and it's all okay. No. U-turn out the door at halftime, and 20, 30 minutes later, you're looking for a new head coach. How about Hunter Juracek giving Sam Pittman the mafia-like kiss of death on the cheek at their, you know, Hogville Touchdown Club, or Hogs, or whatever these things are called, but they're hog whatever touchdown club last week, and he's out there telling everybody, I got complete faith in this is Hunter Yurchek, your athletic director, who now is to hire your next football coach. Last week, saying loudly that I believe in Sam Pittman, he's the right guy for the job, and he's my football coach moving forward. Do you think Hunter Yurchek feels that way today? Do you think he felt that way 10 minutes into the game on Saturday? I don't think he was prepared for that performance. I don't think any of us were. Vegas certainly wasn't. Where was the Auburn favored by 40 on the road line? I didn't see that one. Auburn won 48 to 10. And this was almost worse than Steve Spurrier coming in here with South Carolina and win 52 to nothing or Alabama winning 52 to nothing or, you know, any of these losses. This was almost worse. It's almost worse than, you know, losing to San Jose State at home or North Texas. It almost is. Why? Because with those teams, you were hoping and praying with fingers crossed and toes intertwined that maybe things would break your way, that maybe you'd catch some some luck, even though you didn't feel great about the whole operation. Obviously, none of that ever happened. With Sam Pittman, this is why it hurts more. You thought you had the guy. 
You thought you had the guy. And he's not the guy. He might have been the guy for a minute. But a, a lot of the concerns that people like me expressed when he was hired, never been a head coach before. How is he going to game plan? Where's the tactical prowess going to come from? What happens to clock management? All those things. And I got ripped for a lot of that. And that's fine. I'm not holding grudges. Part of the job side effects, I know. But all those things have come back to really hurt the last couple of years. And so Hunter Juracek, who apparently was hot and heavy after Lane Kiffin, and remember at the time I was all about that possibility, um, things got a little sideways with Jimmy Sexton, and he felt like he was getting jerked around. And maybe Lane didn't even really want to be in Fayetteville. That's his own problem. If he'd rather be in Oxford, Mississippi, than Fayetteville, Arkansas. Look, we all got to live a life somewhere. But if you settle, like it seems like Arkansas did, like Hunter Juracek did, for the next best or third best or fourth or fifth best. Be careful what you get. And you got a nice spark for two years. And then you've got nothing the last two years. And this guy was supposed to be an offensive line guru. And your offensive line is trash garbage. KJ Jefferson has regressed so quickly. And uh, I don't know what you do with this thing now. I mean, Cody Kennedy should have been gone three weeks ago. Scott Fountain should be gone today. Can't tell you how many folks reached out to me Saturday night. We had a great post-game show, by the way. I know it wasn't a happy day, but fantastic. What, 20-plus calls? Y'all just killing it with the new technology, and I appreciate the heck out of you. But, you know, Saturday night and then all day yesterday, my phone wouldn't stop popping off. I had to go put it on airplane mode. Something like 32, 33 texts. That's a lot of texts that basically read the same thing. Has he been fired yet? Is he fired yet? Did Pittman just get fired? I heard Pittman got fired. He fired? Did he get fired? The fired, fired, fired. Nonstop. I wrote back to a few and just said, nope, not yet, or nope, not going to happen. Folks, I'm going to say the same thing now I've been saying for weeks and certainly in the postgame show on Saturday night for an hour and a half. You can go back and listen to it now. Check the tape, okay? Sam Pittman not getting fired. Not this weekend. Not today. Nope. Not this week. I don't think so. Not next weekend either. I don't think he's getting fired after the Florida International game. It is November 13th. You have 10 and a half days left in the season, right? 11 days left in the football season. Why on earth would you go through an interim coach right now? What the heck does that do for you? Nothing. Definitely doesn't help you feel better about anything. And now you're putting these players, guys who in a lot of cases look like they quit over the weekend. Now you're putting them in a spot where, you know, they've got to find a way to relate to a new person for a minute? I don't think so. And the concerns that I've expressed recently about recruiting, too, I know a lot of y'all didn't want to hear it the last few weeks. Y'all want to have a cold beer with Sam Pittman, and he's your boy, and he's so nice and cool. Look, the longer you embrace mediocrity, the more the trend of losing recruits is going to continue. And so uh, I realize most folks, especially in the you know local media, are never going to give you the, the real takes like I do because they're afraid and they're beholden to their employers and all these different things. But this is the real NWAJB. You're going to get the straight story here, and you know you are. And 99% of the time, it's on point. Not every time. Most of the time. Here's what's going to happen. Sam Pittman will, like I told you, will not get fired on Sunday. He did not get fired on Sunday, by the way. All these people telling me he's been fired. Nope. Will not get fired today. In fact, I'm going to go to his press conference here in a few hours at noon. I don't think he's going to be fired. I think Sam Pittman is going to be right there taking questions. That's going to be awkward and weird. But I think he's going to be the guy in the room. And I don't think we're going to find anything about that today. 
Um, I don't think we're going to hear anything about it this week. I don't think Sam Pittman is going to be fired after the Ford International game, unless I mean they go out and lose 48 to 10 to Ford International. It's just an atrocious Conference USA team. One and six in their league. They're horrible. Um, if you lose to Ford International, I, I reserve the right to change my mind. He can be fired after that game. But I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll lose to Ford International. I think they'll probably play Jacoby Criswell this weekend because you got to look forward to the future at some point. So I think Criswell gets a ton of run, and you probably win the game. And all of a sudden, you get the uh, the Sam Pittman diehards, his friends and family. You're like, oh, he's the guy. He's the guy. He's not the guy. You're the worst team in the SEC. You might be worse than Vanderbilt. That would be a battle right now that I don't want to watch. I don't think anybody wants to watch. Um, so he'll make it through this week because this is the last real week before the holidays. So Sam Pittman will make it through this week. And then next week's a short week anyway. And then you play on Friday against Missouri and you're going to get just body slammed by a Missouri team that's way better than you and usually beats you even when it's not better than you. So I think Sam deserves to take the lumps these next 10 days. Let him do a couple more press conferences. Let's not make it any more awkward than it has to be. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, obviously, unexpectedly for him, Hunter Juracek had to go back and check his coaching candidates list. He wasn't expecting to have to do that, but that's exactly what he had to do. And that's what he's doing right now. He's behind the scenes. He's making calls. He's talking to agents. This is not a five-minute process, y'all. This takes weeks. And whoever you want early on doesn't necessarily end up being the guy because there's so much rigmarole that you have to go through to make it happen. You got wives. You got girlfriends. You got daughters. You got agents. You got parents. You got boosters. A lot of things have to fall into place the right way to get your man. So uh, even even names on the short list right now might not even be the name. And let's not forget Sam Pittman wasn't even on the list when he was hired by Hunter Juracek four years ago. So based on that, who the heck knows who we're going to get here? Um, this is a big spot for Hunter Juracek, who's had a mostly decent run as AD so far, except for the one program that matters, football. It's the same thing that got you know Jeff Long the last AD. After nine, ten years, he could not figure out football. He couldn't stabilize it. After it looked like it was rolling for a minute, it, it unraveled on him. And for Hunter Juracek, he's got to get this higher right. You can't swing and miss at another head football coach. I mean, Chad Morris, I know we want to give Juracek a pass on that. He needed to speak up and be more vocal there. You can't let Julie Cromer, the interim AD, hire that person. And then Sam Pittman, okay, that's totally on Hunter. Get this hire right. It's time to fix this. Can you imagine bringing Sam Pittman back as the head coach next year? You wouldn't sell any tickets. The fans would just start, you know, pulling the stadium down. They wouldn't even go to the games. You would lose so much money if you brought him back right now. So, hey, I love Razorback fans. Crazy respect for every last one of you. Hope springs eternal. You never give up on your team. We got basketball season revved up. Arkansas is a legitimate top 10 basketball team. I really believe that. Looking forward to going to the uh, Arkansas ODU game tonight a little later on. But the cash cow is football, and it is a hot mess all over again. One of the worst losses in school history. Auburn spanks Arkansas 48-10 to on Military Appreciation Day. You know, vets in this country, military folks, they are taught to Fight till their last dying breath. And that football team I saw out there played nothing like that. That was a shame. That really was a shame. A uh, lot going on. Arkansas. At a crossroads. Again, for football. Question of the day. What happens to Sam Pittman now? I want to see how many of y'all today, just after a week or two, is saying he had to be your guy next year. How many of y'all today thinks he, he deserves one more year? How many of y'all think that? 
How many of y'all think he gets two more games? Or maybe you think I'm wrong. Maybe it's just like it's today or tomorrow or something. Let's get that up at QOD. It's the real NWAJB. Follow, listen, watch, subscribe across all social media. And uh, be a part of the conversation. Get into it with us, okay? We're having a uh, an important chat this morning. Got about an hour to work with our guy Bobby Swafford coming up in 15 minutes. And Jimmy Gardner in 40. How about Jimbo Fisher fired yesterday? Not Sam Pittman. Not Sam Pittman. How about... Jimbo Fisher getting $76 million to go away from College Station after a 40-point win. Josh Bertaccini with you. We're coming right back. When it's time to feast down with your crew, you got to go to Golden Corral, a family-friendly buffet chain featuring all-you-can-eat American food. They're open 11 a.m. to 9 p.m. every weekday. Weekends starting that delicious breakfast buffet at 7.30 on Saturdays and Sundays. There's not a better location for a restaurant around. Right where Main Drive in Johnson meets College Ave in Fayetteville. GoldenCorral.com, online for the full menu. Golden Corral at 4507 North College Ave. Proud sponsor of JB's Arkansas Razorback coverage all season long. Hey folks, this is Matt Reese from Sign Studio. We are Northwest Arkansas's largest sign company, and we can be there for any of your signage needs. I am so excited to be a part of JB's Razorback football coverage all season long. He is a Jets fan, but he's actually an okay guy too. When he asked me for help with business card show signs and marketing advice, I was there for him because that's what I do. I help people brand their businesses with the best sign production in Northwest Arkansas. Call me today, Sign Studio, 479-250-4844. When you want to make it a special night, make it a Herman's night. They've got the best baby back ribs in town, and their steak, mm, second to none. Barley, chicken, grilled salmon, you've got to see the menu for yourself. Herman's is located at 2901 North College Ave, right in the heart of Fayetteville. Their staff is super friendly, and their catering game is strong. See them on Instagram, at Herman's Rib House. For a great meal, it's Herman's in Fayetteville. If you don't know, now you know. When it's 5 o'clock, or you just want to blow off some steam, or maybe just see some familiar faces. Folks, I'm talking about Brewskies on Dixon in Fayetteville. It's been my favorite watering hole for a long time, and I think you'll love it too. Brewskies has an awesome array of beverages. They're located in the heart of Razorback land at 408 Dixon Street, and their staff, well, it's top-notch tremendous. Look for food nights from great local chefs as well. Follow on Instagram for more info at Brewskies Draft. Proud sponsor of The Real NWA, JB. When the game is in the books and the crowd heads home, it's time for the People's Post Game Show with JB. Streaming live on the Podbean app and YouTube at The Real NWA JB. 90 minutes of post game reaction to what just happened in your Razorback game. Calls, texts, and social media reaction, plus sound from the Hedgehog himself. It's the People's Post Game Show, 15 minutes after every Razorback game. Live on YouTube and Podbean, a TV media production. Streaming live on YouTube, Podbean, and worldwide at TheRealNWAJB.com. So many ways to listen to the show. I hope you're finding the way that works best for you. One of the best things about this new operation of ours is how flexible it is for our listeners. So if you're one of those folks who likes to Catch the show live on the first draft and the first go through. Good for you. I mean, that's the way we do it. This is not uh, pre-recorded stuff here. We're coming at you live. It's a one-take deal, right? And that's how we figure it out is one shot at it. And then, of course, you're 
post-show podcast coming your way later on as you get the chance to listen back to the program, perhaps, perhaps on your own time. Um, interesting times, certainly, in Arkansas Razorback land. You got a football team that's a mess. You got a basketball team that is playing really well out the gates. ODU tonight at Bud Walton Arena, 7 o'clock on the tip. You know I'll be there for that one. I haven't missed a game yet, and this team continues to reveal itself, right? Every time you watch it, you're finding more about some of these new parts and pieces. I think it's going to be a really good team all year, and I think you're going to be a top 10 team most of the year, and I think you got a chance of making a run to the Final Four this year. I have no doubt about that, given how good Traymond Mark is, Khalif Battle, and Trevon Brazil right there. You have a trio of players who can carry you to a win in pretty much every game, and we haven't even gotten into some of the other pieces on the team yet either. All right, so basketball plays again tonight. Ladies skin their teeth over Murray State. I don't know how good they're going to be this year, but it's early, and they haven't lost yet. And so uh, they're getting some games in early on right now. And you got soccer getting itself a chance to host a regional on Friday. That's pretty awesome. Girls soccer team moving on to the next round of the NCAA tournament with a 5 nothing win on Friday night. So that's going on too. Uh, college football disaster for Arkansas, 48-10. to the Hogs get body slammed by Hugh Freeze, one of my least favorite coaches, the guy who owns Sam Pittman. And I told you I was concerned about that matchup going into this game, didn't I? Um, question of the day today. What do you think happens to Sam Pittman here at Arkansas? I, I've been telling you he, he was uh, in some trouble for a while. A lot of y'all have wanted to hear it. Yesterday, everybody telling me he was fired. And not true yet either. So what do you think goes down? We'll give you three options and three options only. Put this up on the Twitter machine at the Real NWAJB, Facebook.com slash the Real NWAJB if you want to do it there. QOD. What happens to Sam Pittman here at Arkansas? What happens to Sam Pittman at Arkansas? Three options. First option, one more year. Last week, that was like 50% of the people. I wonder today if we even get 10%. Do we even get 10% today? Will one in 10 people tell me that Sam Pittman deserves one more year? Will you? How about two games left? How many votes do we get for that? He has two games left, and then we move on. That's what I'm voting for here. How about any day now? Like, this thing's a goner. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It's going to be any day, JB. It's going to be any day. Really, two games left in any day are the same side of it, and one more year is its own side. So we'll see what we get. We'll do some math there. On the question of the day, what happens to Sam Pittman at Arkansas? And, of course, last week before Thanksgiving, what happens at Texas A&M? Jimbo Fisher is canned. I didn't think that was going to happen. Color me surprised on that one, my friends. Jimbo Fisher out at Texas A&M. Uh, six years there, had just signed like a, a 10-year extension. Be careful with these extensions. And I come back to Hunter Yurchak in Arkansas. Remember when Hunter got the job? His big thing at first was don't give out extensions too early. Don't give out raises too early. Don't guarantee contracts. You know, when, when folks can go out there and lose and not perform and still get all their money. That was part of what got him the job. What got him hired was this idea that he was fiscally responsible. And um, I'm not saying he's not in a lot of ways, but the landscape of the game, you were fighting an uphill battle when you're trying to negotiate with these agents and these coaches. It is not easy. And so I think Hunter Yurchek has found the 
playing ground here in the SEC a lot different than it was uh, perhaps in Houston in Conference USA or the AAC or whatever that was. But Jimbo Fisher fired. The Aggies will pay him $76 million to go away. Worked out okay for him. Russ Bjork coming out saying last night in a quote, uh, the program is stuck in neutral. And after they lost to Ole Miss, it was time to talk. The assessment, I, and that was last week, the assessment I delivered was we're not reaching our full potential. We should be relevant on the national scene. And then he goes out and he blows out Mississippi State. And you're like, okay. Aggies were 26-10, and 10, basically a 9-3 year every year, in the first three years with Jimbo, 19-15 and 15 the last three years, which is more like a, you know, 7-6 and six kind of year. 6-6, six and 7-5, six, and five, something like that. And they've not won a national title. That was the hope there at Texas A&M. I think this is a, an example of a program getting way too big for its britches too fast. Almost irrelevant forever. They get into the SEC. They pull the end around on Texas there. And now they think they're uh, the cat's meow in football. But look, they're in such a, a great stadium in a hotbed recruiting state. It makes sense that they think they're better than they are. But Jimbo out for all that money. Good for him. He, if I were him, I would not want to coach for a couple years. I want to go kick it on an island for a little bit, but coaches are coaches. So who knows how that plays out? College football out of the weekend. How about that story on Friday? It's like an afterthought on this show here on Monday, but Jim Harbaugh, remember we talked last Thursday. I thought he'd be, you know, subject to some kind of punishment, but what did I say? I said it would be after the season. I didn't see any way the process, the due process or whatever we talk about in this country could play out in time for anything to happen this year. I was wrong about that one. How about Michigan coming out on Friday morning and or the Big Ten, rather, on Friday morning saying, Michigan, this isn't going to work for us. And Jim Harbaugh suspended for the last three games of the year, which is uh, kind of a stunner. They push back. They try to sue to keep them on the sidelines. And um, ultimately, I mean... It's not going to happen. He's not out there. Does it matter for the last three games of the year? I don't really think so. Maybe against Ohio State to close it out. In fact, I thought Michigan would beat Penn State worse yesterday, but a 24-15 to win for Michigan by nine in Happy Valley. I say yesterday on Saturday, whatever. Ohio State blew out Michigan State. They're on a collision course to face each other here in two weeks. I hope they both don't make the playoff again. I'm kind of sick of that. Georgia embarrassed Ole Miss. That game was 7-7, and then Georgia goes on a 45-10 to run the rest of the way, and they eat Ole Miss alive in Athens, and, and Georgia is looking scary good all of a sudden again. Uh, they went through their window of beatability. I'm not sure how beatable they are right now, but they destroy Ole Miss. Florida State narrowly over Miami, Washington narrow over Utah, Oregon close over USC, Texas by a field goal over TCU. They lost their running back for the year. Bama blows out. Kentucky tied look great right now. Arkansas almost beat them a little while back. Remember that? Me neither. Oregon State destroys Stanford. How about Missouri? 36-7 to over Tennessee. And you're telling me you're feeling good about Black Friday next weekend? I say, man, take your lumps with Sam Pittman these last two weeks and then move on. OU destroyed West Virginia. LSU beat Florida by 17. Arizona goes into Boulder and beats Colorado. They can't win a game to save their life. How about Deion in Colorado? One and six, last in the Pac-12, four and six overall. That thing is a hot mess. Talk about, talk about falling in love way too quickly. People do it all the time. Deion Sanders, the greatest coach. He should be Arkansas's coach. No, no, thank you. I'll take a pass on that. And then there's NFL. Chiefs had the day off. 
Cowboys basically did too. Playing the Giants are horrible. Just horrifically bad. Dallas looks like it's finding a a little bit of a happy middle ground here. I think Cowboys are going to win a playoff game this year. I don't think they have a chance of coming out of the NFC, but 49-17 to over the Giants. Cowboys are 4-0 at home. Problem is, they're 2-3 and on the road, and they're going to have to be on the road in the playoffs. So that's not going to be good for them. Um, Jets lose to the Raiders. I smartly stayed away from that one. I've not watched the last two Jets games, really. I just can't. Not healthy for me right now. Trying to focus on positive energy. That Aaron Rodgers injury just killed the season. I really hope he doesn't come back either. We don't need that gruesome re-injury on national television. Raiders 16-12 over the Jets who are horrible. Lions beat the Chargers. Probably best game of the day. 41-38. to They win it by three. Browns over the Ravens. That was strange. Ravens fall apart in the fourth quarter. Brownies win it by two there. Um, C.J. Stroud looking like the real deal. Man, an Ohio State quarterback who's actually good. Uh, they beat the Bengals on the road by three. Stroud with an impressive last drive. Noah Brown blowing up. A wide receiver for them. Colts beat the Patriots in Frankfurt because New England is just god-awful. Bill Belichick changing quarterbacks. Like, that's going to fix this season? No. Two and eight for New England. First time since Bill started 22 years ago. Niners destroy the Jaguars. That was a statement win. 34-3 to kind of wrecking ball style. Tonight, Denver at Buffalo. That is not a good Monday night game. 7-15. We'll probably take the under there. ABC, ESPN for that one. And a lot of hoopage throughout the weekend as well as the NBA and college get going. I'm not really into this um, this in-season tournament thing. It's just it's a little much. You know what I'm saying? I think you know what I'm saying. All right. It is um, time for a quick timeout. My goodness. It is 7. 43 if you're listening live and if you're listening later it's whatever time you need it to be we'll break and come back bobby swafford arkansas activities association assistant director takes us through the high school football playoffs first round a lot of good games played this past weekend and some outstanding matchups coming up here on friday night quick break we're back it's the real nwajb on team b media on the square in Fayetteville, Hugo's is an institution. A basement burger den with a funky vibe. Great food, casual American eats, and a big-time beer selection as well. Check out Hugo's every day of the week except Sunday. Open 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. See their delicious food game online as well in pictures at Hugo's Fayetteville on Instagram. When you want a great meal in an awesome location, it's Hugo's on the square in downtown Fayetteville. Hey! Hey guys, it's Brian Small. I'm the owner of Gravity Design Labs, a proud sponsor of JB's new show. When he needed help with his big rebrand, I was the first person he called, and he still talks about my design work every day. Well, the truth is, I can help you with your project too. From high quality graphic design work to branding new businesses or rebranding an existing business to web design, social media, marketing, and more. See my stuff for yourself on Instagram at Gravity Design Labs. And don't be afraid to reach out. I'm a diehard Razorback fan too. Go Hogs! If you need help in a difficult situation, reach out to Mock Legal Solutions. They have a passion for family law, and they will always be in your corner. Listen to their core principles. Affordability. Accessibility 
convenience and results. Mock Legal Solutions of Fort Smith. Real advice at a reasonable price. Call or text 479-769-1505 or email mocklegalsolutions at gmail.com. Folks, thank you so much for making our new program, The Real NWA JB, part of your daily routine already. Live at 7 a.m. every morning, Monday through Friday for 90 minutes, talking Razorbacks and everything else in the wide world of sports. We do the show live on the Podbean app, and you can too, by using Bluetooth in your car or at home. We work on smart speakers, podcasts available anytime you want, Spotify, Apple, and more. It's The Real NWA JB, there for you, the people. Appreciate you listening. If you can, do us a favor and tell a friend too. Intense party rentals. Whether you're planning a catered affair, corporate event, town festival, wedding, or a banger backyard party, you've come to the right place. Rain or shine, indoors or out. Intense party rentals. Arkansas's finest tent and party rental company. Call us at 479-231-8568 or see our stuff on Instagram at Intense Party Rentals. Pig Suey. Your boy is back, and so is football season. Moves made in front of the scenes yesterday at Texas A&M, and I mean, I, I was surprised by the timing of the whole thing. Let's get a feel for it. Jimmy Gardner, longtime great friend of the program and on Twitter at Jimmy guards, good bull hunting the site. And of course uh, he covers that Aggie beat gives us the lowdown when something big goes down. Jimmy, great to hear your voice today. How you doing, buddy? Doing great, JB. How are you, man? I mean, I'm doing well. I'm a little surprised that this is where we are with Arkansas. I'm definitely surprised that this is where we are with Texas A&M. Did the timing of that move yesterday surprise you, Jimmy? It did. You know, I think it, this felt like it was going to be a sleepy week. You know, you blow out a really bad Mississippi State team. We're looking towards that uh, that week in the SEC where everybody plays nobody and, you know, playing Abilene Christian at home. So is this going to be sleepy week, you know, move towards bowl season. We'll see how the coaching staff shakes out. But then after the news came out and I started thinking about it, starts to make a bit of sense in that we've seen coaches kind of coach their way off the hot seat when the program really wanted them gone. Mm-hmm. I think there's good order on issue where it's like if you're if you're the decision makers and you've made up your mind, then what is beating LSU in the last if you're AM, what is beating LSU in the last week of the season? Prove. You know, if it comes down to one game, like you've already made up in your mind and in your heart that this isn't your guy. So rip the Band-Aid off. Yeah. And, you know, everyone's rip, rip off Jim, Jimmy, rip it off for $76 million. That's more than a Band-Aid. That is like a metal fixture is what that is. Yeah. Well, you know, and the money is the money. And obviously these people operate in the stratosphere that 99.999% of humanity has no idea about. They are so detached from reality. Uh, so, you know, whatever is a rounding error to them, that part, it, I hate the saying it is what it is, but that's how it is to them. 
if the money's there and you don't think this is the guy, then I don't know. There's something to be respected about. Like if if the goal is to win the SEC and win the national championship, and that's maybe those are totally unrealistic for Texas A&M, but if that's the stated goal, we think the guy who's running the show right now is not going to, he's not on the trajectory to make that happen. Then I don't know. You're not going in depth to get rid of them. The money to them, the money's not the issue. Believe me, I think like, I think it's gross. I don't really love what's happened to our sport. I'm trying to move to a place of acceptance on this is just, this is just college sports, college football and, Basketball's well on the way in its own right to I know. You know, this is just the the area in which we operate. The other thing I was thinking about, JB, it, you know, I know you and I like baseball and MLB. Yeah. yeah. This is about the contract of a uh closer on a non non-world series team. Right. Like right. I mean, it's a weird perspective to think about it. Like there's guys we barely know at major league baseball where it's like it's a guaranteed contract. For them. Fifteen million dollars a year for for you know seventy five million over five years. You're right. No, you're right. Yeah. But actually, to build off your point, it's a sign that college athletics, like we worried for years, it's so professional now, man. It's so professional. It's yeah. Just, yeah, and in some ways, I guess like I don't know. We can accept it because the cat's totally out of the bag. Like I feel like in the maybe in the nineties and the early two thousands, there was still this charade of, you know, right. elite and, you know, like all shots, like college football. It's like, no, like that's those pretenses are long gone. Gone. So gone, gone, gone. Um, what does Texas A&M do now? Does Bjork have a guy in mind? I'm thinking he does. Uh, well, I think you're right. I don't think anybody makes this call, uh, at this time, without having somebody circled, that I mean, man, like first of all, I didn't like when anyone loses their job. I think that all goes without saying. I, I think it's it's got to be brutal for the wives, and then you think of kids, and you know, it's just it's a lot. But it's also a fascinating time of year on just how these decisions are made and who's talking to who, and agents, you know, are working the, their system. Um, I'll say this: Ross Bjork. Did not fire Jimbo Fisher, and he's not going to fire the person that replaces Jimbo Fisher. Right. Ross Bjork fundraises and he runs the non-revenue sports. This is like big money guys are going to are going to make the call on this. And uh, you know, I think you're you're at a point where it's like, do you want to win the press conference? Do you want to make the big splash, or do you want to hire a football coach? Mm-hmm. And maybe those are two different things. And so, you know. If, if it were me and I had a billion dollars and a rounding error, let me fire a coach for $77. Oh, this is a million dollars. To them, it's $77. You know, the first person I'd looked at would be Mike Elka. You know, it's like, okay, here's a football guy, no drama, well-educated, went to Penn, squeaky clean reputation. He's doing a great job at a really hard place to win, do. I don't think he's too proud. He would find an offensive coordinator that let him do his job. But a couple things in the way. I don't know if Mike Elko would want to want to leave. I don't know. Maybe he wants a different job. Maybe he wants to stay at Duke. You know, there's something to be said for being a well-resourced job where you can do some damage, but you're second fiddle. Like I think of, you know, I've got, 
I went to grad school in Notre Dame. Right. Mike Bray, the basketball coach at Notre Dame, had low-key like the best gig in the world. He was second fiddle to football. He retired with, you know, a mid eight figure net worth. You make a couple runs in the tournament now and then. Nice life for you and your family. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe yeah. maybe that's what Elko wants. But I think you gotta listen. And um the other guy who comes to mind, sorry, I'm rambling on. Oh, you're totally good. Okay, been good up here too. Keep going, Jimmy. I'm feeling you right now. Go ahead. Yeah. So I don't know. I, yeah, I, I was Arkansas. Any, any program that's looking like, all right, we need a football coach. Like, we need a guy who, like, it's not the pomp and circumstance, but knows how to put together a staff right. in football games. Right. Um, now, I will say, when University of Colorado was on their insane hype train and they went to go play Oregon, and it got leaked and it went viral. Dan Lightning's pregame speech to Oregon. I was like, oh man, this guy is awesome. I think the Pac 12, we've had some people point out with that conference disintegrating. There could be some good coaches to be had out there. Yeah, I think that's yeah. a good point. And, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe them going to the Big Ten, maybe that's, I mean, that's a great conference to coach in as well. But, uh, but the travel and the logistics, and I don't know. Oh, maybe, maybe you don't want that. Because, like, yeah. it's not like you don't have to travel in the SEC, but it's definitely, like, the only regional conference left now. I mean, my goodness. Totally. You know? Totally. And, you know, people talk about, like, what's a good job and what's a good job. And I love Pat Forty, but he's like, maybe it's not a good job. It's like, what do you a good job? They just keep hiring the wrong folks. Yeah. Like, yeah. USC's, a, USC's a great job. They've watched every hire since Pete Farrell. Yeah. Like it's, you, yep. you just keep hiring the wrong guys. Real quick. Um, so I don't want to keep you too long. You're awesome. Jimmy Gardner at Jimmy Guards on the tweets. What do you make of the Arkansas fiasco right now? And then I'll let you go. Oh, man. How quickly things change. Yeah. Yeah. Eat Florida. I'm like, all right, some breathing room. And I, I really like same thing. You know, I've got like a small spot for you. So, we all do. Yeah. But, dude, like Saturday is almost unforgivable. Yeah. Like, that cannot happen. Yep. Who do you think wants the Arkansas job? Especially, you know, Texas A&M throwing a gazillion dollars. They probably get first dibs here. Who do you think Arkansas should be looking at? How about a quick thought on that? Man, I, I need to look. That's a great job, too. They, like, they're going to be able to choose from a good pool of... Um, but again, like, I think they're smart. We're at a point. We'll hire just a great football. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Maybe it's a coordinator. Maybe it's not going to be like the flashy name. And a couple of years down the road, you're like, all right, this guy really built something. But, you know, this morning while I'm dropping kids off, I realized Zach Arnett's fired from Mississippi State. Okay. So we are, we are on. Like, it is on now uh, in, the coaching, in the coaching firing season. Look at Jimmy dropping nuggets even at the end of his spot. I love talking with you, buddy. Thanks for squeezing me in. Really appreciate you. And I'm sure we'll be hollering at you soon here with everything going on, okay? Thanks, Jimmy G. Thanks for having me on, bud. All right, he's the man. Definitely get him up on the podcast later today. I think a lot of good stuff there. I mean, Mike Elko is a name that keeps coming back. That keeps surfacing. We've not been able to shake that name, have we? Wouldn't be a bad hire. Kyle Whittingham was a good one today. I like that. Folks, this is where we are now. We are talking about names. We are paying attention to those kind of cats. And now really the only question left is the timing of this thing. How do you time this bad boy out? What is the way you do that? 
man, it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how it all goes down here. Interesting days and times, fascinating stuff going on. Look, it's uh, it's maybe not where you want it to be, but it's where it is, and um, this is where we are right now. Arkansas Razorback football in the midst of a coaching search, whether it has been publicly disclosed yet or not. We know that's what's happening. And Jimmy Gardner dropping at, uh, a little bomb there at the end of the last few minutes. Mississippi State said, Zach Garnett, you're not our guy. I get that. I don't think Zach Garnett was their guy. Really, at no point in time. That was that was just a, you know, we'll figure it out here. But the first two SEC coaches have been fired in the last 24 hours. Jimbo Fisher and Zach Garnett. Sam Pittman's name not on the list. Of course, Arnett replacing Mike Leach after that tragedy last year. Passing away before the season was even over. That doesn't happen very often. Uh, Greg Knox is going to be the interim coach for the last couple of games for State, who got destroyed by Texas A&M over the weekend, as if that meant anything. And Robinson, Elijah Robinson, defensive line coach, will take over down the stretch for Texas A&M. Great spot today out of Jimmy Gardner. I thought Bobby Swafford was fantastic as well. Our question of the day is up. Let's get some final results in here as we wrap our 90-minute shindig here on the Real NWAJB. Question of the day, what happens to Sam Pittman at Arkansas? Three options up for you on the board, really two, but three options. One more year. Who's going to stick to that now? If you embrace one more year, is that like Auburn fans voting? Is that other SEC schools? I think it might be. We got folks scattered around the country here. I think you're you're rooting for Arkansas to stay down. One more year is an option. Two games left is an option. That's what I voted for. He gets to coach two more games while you make your moves behind the scenes. And then there's the folks who need blood. The folks who want the bloodletting. Any day now. Let's do it right now. Let's get rid of them. Let's make them walk the plank. This needs to be a big, embarrassing show. That's what it needs to be. Okay. That's any day now. So three options. What happens to Sam Pittman? One more year, two games left, or any day now. You want some votes? First three, 400 votes on the Twitter machine uh, this morning. Any day now getting 40% of the vote. Two games left getting 38% of the vote. And one more year still getting 22% of the vote. One out of four or five of y'all still think he needs one more year. I I don't know what you're looking at. You get stuck embracing mediocrity for too long. You end up, you know, out of the party. And that's part of the problem now for Razorback football. But, hey, four out of five folks understand it doesn't matter whether it happens in the next week or two or any day, you know, immediately thereafter. It's just uh, it's time to make a move. It's time to move on and make the next move. How about the Facebook crew? Facebook.com slash the real NWA JB. And what do we got going on there? What happens to Sam Pittman at Arkansas? Lady Katie, whatever happens, I wish him the best. Come on, Katie. We're going to take that one off there. That's just, that's not what this is. Uh, Shane, I think Katie was one of those. I want him back again last week. You got to embrace reality, Lady Katie. Shane, I feel he would be better respected and remembered if he were to retire gracefully here at the end. That's good take out of Shane. Some sort of of agreed to retirement, uh, Tracy. I've always believed he would retire when the time was up. I bet we hear any day now he coaches the last two games and retires. That's fine if they do that. I think that's about right. Cody, he'll finish the year. Clay, either any day, or they're going to keep him for a whole another year. I thought Saturday he was gone, but it still hasn't happened. I don't think that's where we're at, Clay. 
I think you got a lot more flexibility than those two extremes. Johnny T, one more year. Why? Brian, one more year. You can't. Joel, leave him alone. He's doing great. No, he's not. Bob, today's press conference? I mean, maybe, Bob, this is going to be a very interesting presser this afternoon. And I will be there for that. And we'll have the sound for you on the show tomorrow. Joshua, two days, maybe even sooner. Uh, two games, rather, he means. Most likely sooner. If they lose badly against FIU, you can't keep them for the last game. I agree with that. Troy, any day now, Missouri will throttle us. Joe, two games left. And Trevor, another one of those one more year kind of guys. I uh, I don't get those takes. Waylon, two games left unless we actually lose on Saturday. And then we're done. Jackie, one more year. The one more years are, are impressive. Good for y'all. You love Sam. You want to have a cold beer with him. You don't want to accept that you stink bad. That was an abomination on Saturday. Bigger problem other than feelings is money. And you're not going to sell any tickets if you bring this, uh, you know, stink show back again next year. You're not. And on that note, you got to keep bringing it. Prove it all morning. Prove it all night. That's the way we do this thing. Really appreciate every last one of you. Find some time for us here today on The Real NWAJB. It's a Team B media production coming at you from the Bunker Studio. And these are interesting times that we are living through here as we work through mid-November, the last week before Thanksgiving. I appreciate every last one of you for finding us. You're obviously smart and sharp, good with technology. I'm thinking you're good-looking, and you got a lot of friends, and you got a lot of money, too, because you're flexible, and you're with it in this Internet day and age in which we live. Why don't we call it good on that note? We'll come back tomorrow. We'll have a lot to discuss, including Sam Pittman and what he has to say today and maybe more word on what Arkansas plans to do here to finish this season up. I'm JB. Appreciate you. Have a fantastic Monday. We'll see you tomorrow at 7.